Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for Today. My name is Heather. We have some things to talk about today. We're giving news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, hope you guys are doing fantastic today on the 18th day of February. It is a Saturday, technically my Friday at work. So I hope you guys are doing fantastic. <clears throat> Some stuff I want to talk to you guys about today. If you haven't um, ever listened to Todd Hampson, read any of his books or anything like that, you know, and go grab me some. Anyway, I got a couple books from his. I really do like them. Very easy to understand. And uh, I like the graphics and little things that he does. So anyway, we can go to ToddHampson.com today to find this article. So are we supposed to watch for signs? Question mark. And I'm like, are we supposed to watch for signs? I don't know. Well, you know how I think about that. We are to be looking for the uh, glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is Titus 2.13. And what did Jesus tell us to do? I think he told us to watch. But anyway, let's check out this article. This is by Todd Hampson. So he goes, we are told in 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 12, verse 32, that the leaders of Issachar understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. The wise men from the east in Matthew chapter 2, the godly old man Simeon in Luke chapter 2, and the old prophetess Anna in Luke chapter 2, all understood the time frame of the Lord's first arrival, and their amazing stories are recorded for us in Scripture. We also find that Jesus rebuked the Pharisees and the crowds of people for not knowing the signs of their day. To the scribes and Pharisees, he said, quote, Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the times? And that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 3. To the crowds, he said, You hypocrites, you know how to analyze the appearance of the earth, in the sky, but why do you not analyze this present time? Guys, that's Luke chapter 12, verse 56. On one occasion, as Jesus and his disciples were leaving the temple in Jerusalem, he informed them that the beautiful temple and surrounding buildings they were admiring would one day be completely destroyed. Later, his disciples approached Jesus, wanting to understand more. In Matthew 24, verse 3, we read, as, of course, Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming into the end of the age rather than rebuke them or downplay that question or the question Jesus gave them a full chapter's worth of signs followed by another full chapter of related parables this central teaching by Jesus regarding the end time signs is recorded in three of the four Gospels in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. The Apostle Paul, whom God used to take Christianity to the Gentiles, realized that the church age was the last age or era before the rapture and the terrible tribulation period. And he tells us in Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12, Do this, knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is near. Near, for, near to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. It was true, or if this was true in Paul's day, it's even truer today. Almost 2,000 years have passed. Paul almost admonished believers to be watchful. And Paul also admonished believers to be watchful and ready. Finally, the book of Hebrews uh, provides the, in, the insight that those living close to Jesus rejoice turn will be able to recognize that they are in the season of the Lord's return. 
Consider the bold statement in the latter part of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, where we read, Not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Clearly, believers at the end of the at the end of the church age will be able to understand when they are living in the season of the Lord's return. A careful study of Scripture demonstrates that believers are instructed to watch for the Lord's return and understand their times. And of course, this is an excerpt from the Prophecy Pros Illustrated Guide to Tough Questions about the End Times by Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson. Folks, I have that book. <laughs> I have that one, and I have a couple other ones. I'm telling you, if you want to go get you some good, good study material and some learning good, some stuff, go check out Todd Hampson's website and get you some of his books. I tell you, you won't be disappointed. So what do you guys think? I'm telling you, we need to be watching and waiting. We know we are in the end days. All the signs have converged. It's not like here's a sign, there's a sign, everywhere's a sign, sign. You know, no, they have all converged. And we are waiting for our uh, great God and Savior Jesus to come and rapture us out of this wicked, wicked world. It's like a cesspool of sin. And I won't go into what happened to me um, yesterday, but I can tell you it is wickedness of bound and I almost vomited in my mouth. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But anyway, we're not going to go there. Anyway, because you guys know if I got sick, <laughs> you guys will probably get sick too. So we're not going to talk about that. But what else? So what is going on in Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio? This is the Canadian Free Press. And I, I haven't read this article. And so, you know, I like to be just as surprised as you guys are when I read these <laughs> anyway, this is by Judy McLeod. Judy McLeod from the Canada Free Press. Canada, oh, Canada. I hope you're doing good, old Canada. Oh, y'all got to vote that Trudeau. Do y'all even get to vote? I don't even know. I mean, y'all used to be a democracy. I don't know what you guys are now. I feel so bad for y'all. Oh, man. Mm. Got to have coffee on this afternoon before I go to work. So, anywho, let's move right along, you guys. Click all the, all the all the advertisements here. So something really stinks in East Palestine, Ohio. Yes. So what we have here is that something other than vinyl chloride stinks in East Palestine, Ohio. In fact, it stinks to high heaven, she says. And uh, yes, folks, so it seems that activist filmmakers over at Netflix not only continue to captivate viewers with runaway films, but have crystal balls to see upcoming real-life disasters one year before they happen. Not a movie. East Palestine, Ohio, quote, controlled, unquote, explosion and resulting toxic chemical mushroom cloud gateway pundit started off their story on the East Palestine, largely unreported Ohio disaster today. And so for the 5,000 residents of East Palestine and others affected by the February 3rd train derailment and the controlled burning, true life really is stranger than Fiction. She goes on to say, quote, in 2022, Academy Award nominated filmmaker Noah Baumbach uh, produced the absurdist comedy White Noise starring Adam Driver about an Ohio family whose lives change after an air contamination incident or accident near their home. You can check that out at the Gateway Pundit from February the 15th if you want to check that out. Wow. Anyway, uh, the filming took place at several locations in Ohio. In the movie made for Netflix, the family's lives are disrupted when a cataclysmic train accident cast a cloud of chemical waste over the town. This, quote, airborne toxic event forces 
causes a massive evacuation, which leads to a major traffic jam on the highway. Jack drives to a gas station to refill his car, where he is inadvertently exposed to the cloud. And, of course, Michael Bure uh, posted the trailer for the movie, and you guys can watch that. If you want to go to Twitter or if you want to go to thecanadafreefress.com, you can watch that little feed right there. goes on to say, East Palestine, Ohio re, uh, residents were reportedly cast as extras for this movie of a train disaster and toxic chemical explosion. And uh, was this merely just another coincidence or something more sinister? W-O-I-O Cleveland reported Bit Ratner and his family casted as extras in Netflix's White Noise are longtime residents of the village who continue to help to hope the help and attention from Norfolk Southern doesn't stop as the news begins to fade. Ratner says he waited three days after the evacuation order was lifted to move his family back into their home. The family is still waiting for a testing to be performed just for peace of mind. You literally can't make this stuff up. Goes on to say, or can you? What if humongous amounts of humongous amounts of deadly vinyl chloride was released from five train cars, followed by a controlled burn of leaked industrial chemicals to decrease the risk of an explosion happening in your community and was barely, if at all, covered by the legacy media. Legacy Media Networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, or you know, your mainstream media, um, have spent less than 30 combined minutes covering the Norfolk Southern train derailment that has throttled East Palestine, Ohio, and threatened the lives of millions living in the Ohio River Basin. That's from Daily Wire, February the 14th of 23. Folks, not only, the, not only people, but you have livestock, you have animals, you have, and what idiot, what idiot burned, this is, folks, you can't make it, I mean, I, I, I am... I'm just, words have escaped me. I mean, I have words, but I just, you know, can't say them. <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm. Folks, it's insanity. So it goes on to say, local and state authorities evacuated all residents within one mile of the February 3rd crash and started a controlled burn of leaked industrial chemicals to decrease the risk of an explosion. Vinyl chloride, a carcinogen used to manufacture PVC, was released from five train cars in the form of massive plumes of dark smoke visible in eastern Ohio and western Pennsylvania. Oh, Brittany, goodness gracious, this is insane, you guys. That's pretty cool. Oh, my. Anyway, so analysts from the Media Research uh, Center examined all broadcast coverage of the incident between the 4th of February and the 14th of February. The conservative nonprofit concluded that the three major networks fell just shy of a combined 30 minutes on the matter. But you know, they probably posted hours and hours and hours of the little balloon floating across uh, the United States with, you know, China. It's just a balloon, folks. Nothing to see here. Anyway, boy, you have stuff like this. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, so, quote, East Palestine citizens were told they could return safely to their homes less than one week after the controlled burn. Residents and first responders have since reported worrisome health issues such as coughing, sore throats, headaches, and diarrhea. The outlets nevertheless refused to continue reporting on the story. CBS offered one minute and four seconds of additional coverage, while NBC offered 38 seconds. And ABC ceased reporting on the incident entirely. So, rather than healthy skepticism, reporters approached statements by Norfolk Southern and the Ohio EPA, both of whom had a blatant incentive to downplay the seriousness of the situation with slavish credulity. Analysts of the Media Research Center wrote, 
quote, perhaps this explains why they haven't gone back to the story because they abandoned it too early before asking any meaningful questions. For the broadcast networks to revisit East Palestine now would be to admit that their prior abandonment of it was an error born out of laziness and a lack of curiosity. Sure, we'll just, we'll, 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 we'll sum it up to that. <laughs> whatever, I'm sure they were told not to cover it, but anyway. So the organization also noted that Columbiana uh, County, Ohio, is more than 93% white and largely conservative. Some 72% of the residents cast their ballots for President Donald Trump in 2020 election cycle, according to data from the Columbiana County. Uh, uh, County Board of Elections. News Nation correspondent even or Evan Lambert was arrested during a press conference with Governor Mike DeWine, a Republican of Ohio. The outlet has nevertheless continued to diligently cover the situation. Reporters, however, have failed to note the absence of leadership from Transportation Security Pete Buttigieg, uh, who addressed uh, the crisis on social media more than one week after the initial crash, uh, following pressure from Democrats and Republicans. Folks, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't even know what to tell you about this. this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And uh, you need to get in there and start looking for some questions and some answers because, um, I, you know, it's weird because not only did this one happen, but we had another derailment in what was it, Chicago, uh, in that area of some chemical. Um, so you need to think about things. Think about it. There's train tracks, there's rail cars, there's everything going by every major city, you know, the country, everywhere. And what if this is just like a setup, you know, like, let's just try and just, you know, derail train cars with loaded with this, you know, this, these toxic chemicals. And then our idiotic governments will just burn them. And so then the, this literally goes everywhere, right? Catches some wind and then boom. Um, I, I don't know guys, but they are coming after uh, the United States of America with a K and we're not really united anymore. I hate to say that we are the divided United States of America. Uh, and they have planned it that way. They've used um, all this stuff and indoctrination and brainwashing and grooming of our children and young adults. And even some people in their thirties and forties um, that can't think for themselves anymore. And uh, they've used all these folks to turn against everybody, especially Christians. So now you have Satan openly worshipped on the Grammys, um, on television. Remember the, the TV show Lucifer? Yeah, they had that show. It's still going, from what I understand. And some other very demonic shows. and They call them adult cartoons, but they're not, folks. Kids are watching that garbage. But it's, it's open, open in your face, and they are... They don't care anymore. They don't care. They're like, yeah, this is what we've done. This is what, and so they make Satan to be the good guy. You know, the good, it's kind of like in the Garden of Eden. Did God say? Did God say? Remember? Well, now it's like, well, well, what if Satan is the good guy? You know what I mean? So they've got all these kids thinking this and all these young adults, and they've in, infiltrated our culture and permeated it with lies and deception, just like the Bible said would happen. Jeez. Wow, what a coinkydink. Not God's word is truth from the foundation of the world. Jesus was, remember, is and is to come. And uh, he knew all this. God knew it all from the foundation of the world. And so, uh, we, you know, he knew these things were coming. So as Christians, if we read our Bible, it should be no surprise to us. But what it should do is give us a big slap in the face, splash of cold water, a big, huge wake-up call that we do not need to be silent. We cannot be silent. We have got to 
we have to stand up for the truth, folks, the God's word truth, not what they call truth. Well, truth is just relevant. Really, one plus one is two. No, maybe you think that, but what if I think it's three? I'm like, what? These people are nuts. Nuts. If you, in your right mind, think a grown-ass man can go into a women's bathroom because he thinks he identifies as a woman, there's something wrong with you. Absolutely wrong with you. You know, back in the day, that used to be a crime and men would get arrested for that. But not now. No, no now society just claps like, oh, look at him being so brave. Yeah, whoa, whoa. That's what they do. And the Bible says in Romans 1 that they only do these things, but they also applaud those who do them. Look at them. It's what's, the world is happening now. <laughs> it can't be any plainer. Jesus can't say it any plainer. Folks, it's in black and white in your Bible. Get in the Word of God, folks. Let the Word of God get into you because I am telling you, if you don't know, you're not going to understand what's going on in this world today. And if you're not a Christian, your eyes are blinded by Satan and you're just going to go along to get along like, oh, yeah, look at little Tommy. Yeah, yeah. We should we should use this castration drug on little Tommy because, you know, he wants to be Tammy. But um, it's considered too harsh for convicted pedophiles in prison. But let's give it to little Tommy, who's nine. Yeah. Oh, gosh, look at us. He's so brave. Yeah. Makes me absolutely violently sick. God said, Jesus said, it would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the depths of the sea than for you to hurt one of these little ones. I think uh, people need a wake-up call because there's going to be a lot of people in hell. And not only in hell, but there's going to be these pastors like Andy Standy going, Oh, you're king. Oh, gosh, you're just welcome here. How brave of y'all to come to church. Oh, my gosh. I did a video on him, a newer video, leading people to hell. As my mama would say, going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I never knew where the handbasket was. I'm sure there's some history to that. Because you know, if you start looking into history of the things we see in America, it's kind of um, creepy, kind of scary, horrific. Like ringing around the rosies, pocket full of, yeah. We've got some crazy, um, horrific history here, and then we just sing about it, like, oh, la, 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 la. Anyway, it's kind of weird. I thought that was weird. <laughs> Art, I like that. The, I like the reference. You said the Andy Potts accent. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I've been giggling over that for a while now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you guys, um, I do, I do like young Sheldon. I, I know. I know. I shouldn't. But, you know, hey, we got to have, got to have some little bit of entertainment, you know. But, of course, you got to be careful when you say entertainment. I mean, if it was something vile or nasty, I'd be like, no. You know, I'm not going to watch that garbage. But, you know, um, ah, it's so crazy, folks, today in the world today. I was like, you got to wake up. You just got to wake up. And the ones that don't, the ones that are lost, the Bible even says Satan blinds their eyes so they can't see the truth. Like, you know what? That's more and more what we need to be out there Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, making disciples, making evangelists. We've got to get out there. It's not about your best life now. It's not about how do you have your best marriage or, you know, all this stupid crap, the fluffy junk that they put out there. This is not about fluff. This is not about fluff. If you want to have your great marriage, read your Bible together. That's, hey, <laughs> there you have it. God gave you the instructions right there in the Bible. He told you, you don't need somebody else to tell you. I'm telling you guys. This is what they've done. They've taken people from 
the meat of the word from the word of God, and they've done in fluff. This fluff. Like, here's this comfy couch. Here, would you like a latte? <laughs> I'll kick your shoes off. Go ahead, get comfy. This makes me sick. Makes me sick. Not that you should be comfortable. I mean, you know, benches are a little tough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying the fluff. You know, uh, my better half, we had gone to, um, there's a church here. I'm not going to mention the name because it's, it's, it's a good church. It's a huge church. But when I started going to them, they weren't this huge. But then, of course, they exploded, right? And they do preach the word of God. I'm going to tell you, they preach the whole counsel of the word of God. They don't back down from homosexual and they don't back down from any of that stuff. They preach it, you know. So I'm not saying that they're anything bad with it. But we had gone there and um, they have a coffee shop. And so if you go into the sanctuary, you know, my better half was he had cancer. And anyway, so it's super cold. And so we didn't go into the sanctuary because it's like, oh, you could hang meat in there. Like, I'm telling you, you could you could hang the meat. And uh, that's a Texas thing. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys understand like that. Slower. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we uh, uh, we came back out like, well, let's just go sit in the coffee shop. <laughs> you know, you sit in the coffee shop and watch service on TV. There's a whole bunch of a group of folk in there. So, you know, you're still getting a fellowship. But I'm like, OK. And so we go in there and it was we got we went because it was the Lord's Supper. And so uh, we wanted to go and do communion, you know, and uh, there are people that are drinking on their phones and they're handing them. Um, you know, the communion and they're still on their phones. Like they didn't even care. They didn't even care. It was like oblivious to them. They had no respect, no reverence for God. And I was just outraged. And so was Bill. He was like, you know what? And he goes, this is, I was, I, I was so upset. And so we took our, um, we took our communion. We went outside of the little thing there down into this massive, you know, say outside the forter, you know, whatever you want to call it in the foyer or whatever. And so there's a little table sitting out there. So we went out there in the table and we did our communion and we left and I never went back. I never went back. And I'm not to say that it's that church because it's not that church does preach the whole counsel of God. They don't back away from it at all. But, you know, the thing that really bothered me is people have no reverence for God anymore, have zero reverence for God. And like I said, this was, this is probably seven, eight, nine years ago, you know, when we went. And, of course, having gone back, I go to a lot smaller church now. And um, that's one thing you got to be careful when you go to these big mega churches and mega churches. Like, I used to go there. I went there for years to this church. And people would always ask me, oh, you go there? So, oh, yeah. Do you know so-and-so? And I'd always be like, there's like 4,000 people who go there, <laughs> you know, unless they're in like, a, you know, if you get in, so hey, we did that was to stay connected. You have smaller groups. You have like, you know, smaller groups that you get involved in and, you know, your Bible study groups throughout the week. And that way, you know, you kind of have a have a, a network, a family network there, you know, a fellowship in believers, you know, but, you know, from away, I kind of stopped going. I started going to a smaller church and a lot smaller church. And I'm very uh, thankful for that. I love it. And, um, you know, fellowship is a lot sweeter and I wouldn't say it's a lot sweeter, but it's, you know, it's not so overwhelming. We'll put it that way. Um, but like I say, there's a lot of mega churches out there. You have to be very careful, very careful, because there's terrible ones and then there's good ones. You know, um, I would say North Point with Andy Stanley is a blasphemous heretical church. Boom, get away. Joel Osteen, I don't know how they call himself a church. I don't even call himself a pastor. I think he's just for a tack trot off because he's basically just a motivational speaker going, like, hey, 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 God, 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 you know, he has nothing 
nothing to tell you. If you don't talk about hell, sin, fire, damnation, hello, people have no idea what they're being saved from. Does he even preach the gospel? I've never seen him preach the gospel, ever. He'll take one verse, or maybe not even a whole entire verse out of the Bible, and he'll just preach his whole story around it. I'm like, what? No. You got to go get you go to a church that preaches through the Bible, through the Bible. You know, every book, chapter, verse just goes through the Bible. Athens Creek is fantastic, and you know, uh, Billy Crone is also very good. Uh, um, I want to say Jack Hibbs, uh, J.D. Farag. Um, Calvary Chapel Signal Hill with James Cadiz. Um, who else do we have with the Tom Hughes, which um, he's fantastic. Hope for our times. You can go to that website or you can catch them all on um, YouTube as well. Um, but it's better be, I mean, you can even download their apps now. Billy Crone has an app. Hope for our times has an app. Um, I want to say, oh yeah, Pastor Jack Hibbs, I think has an app as well. So yeah, a lot of good, so Athy Creek, I wish you guys would have an app. I'm going to keep looking. But um, one good thing about Billy Crone, uh, uh, Sunrise Bible Church, which I'm an online member of, and um, Athy Creek is that they also give home churches. And so say you're in a city and you cannot, you just absolutely can't find a Bible-believing Christian church. You just can't. You can't find one. And they play the Hillsong and all the garbage. You know, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Anyway, and so you just can't find one. Well, then they have these home churches. And so Athy Creek, you can actually submit saying, hey, I want to join one or I would like to you know, uh, host one. And um, not only will they find people in your area and get you guys together, as you can sit in church, basically in your living room and watch them, kind of like a satellite thing, but you're still fellowshipping with other people. Sunrise Bible Church does that as well. And so even if you're in New Zealand, you know, or if you're in the Netherlands, I know I have people from the Netherlands that listen. Um, I maybe have people in India so all of you guys all around the world, not only here in the United States of Canada or Mexico or whatever, you guys can do this as well and just kind of get together and, um, you know, fellowship with one another there in your home and still get the meat, the word of God. And so what a blessing that that is. And J.D. Farag said it a while back, and so has Pastor Billy Crone, that in the end times, where we're right now, we're moving towards because of the hatred of Christians. And, of course, you know, the churches have been taken over by apostates, heretics, and, you know, they're not even churches anymore. They're just like, you know, country clubs, basically. And um, it would get into the point where we would have to go back, just like the early Christians did, and just have church in our homes. And so I think that's a, that's, that's a great thing. And so if you can't find a Bible believing church in your area, try, try that out and go do some of that stuff. Um, I, I, I met some great people uh, back in COVID, back in 2020, um, through Greg Laurie's Harvest Church. And I'm not a big fan of Greg Laurie. He kind of went with the SBC, which the SBC is all about the social gospel, critical race theory. So I can't really, really promote Greg Laurie. But, I mean, I still love Greg Laurie. <laughs> I do. And I have a couple of his start Bibles. So if you guys go to eBay, I'm not kidding. And you find the start Bible, it's in orange. Greg, Lord, I'm telling you, I love that. Even as even as much as I read the Bible and study the Bible and have for all these years, I still love that Bible. It's the beginning. It's for uh, new believers. So if you can hunt those out and find them. And they're really cool. I got to tell you the story. Really cool thing. So during this time, a couple of years later, um, uh, I was looking for that start Bible, you know, to give out and stuff like that. And uh, so I ordered it and ordered it on eBay and it came from like a, um, a Goodwill somewhere. 
and you're not going to believe, you're not going to believe this little card that was in there. I flipped it open. There's this card. It is a Calvary Chapel Santa Barbara. I was like, what? Like, how cool is that? Of course, my brother, uh, I got two brothers in California. Um, I have one in Thousand Oaks, and then I have uh, one in um, oh, Palm Springs. And so, anyway, uh, fantastic. And I just met that. I mean, we haven't technically met the one in Palm Springs. Um, we just kind of found each other because um, I was adopted at birth. And so I didn't know anything and I know my family or anything like that. And so just by the grace of God, one day I got a DNA hit and boom, there he was. And I was like, what? So anyway, Richard, love you, brother. <laughs> it's kind of weird. We've never met, never talked on the phone, but we text and we text like we've known each other our entire lives. It's so crazy. It, it's so crazy. God is good. Y'all pray for him. And of course my brother Damon, um, there in, uh, Southern Cal, um, uh, love you, big bro. <laughs> we were both adopted at birth, which is crazy. He's five years older than me, and he he's a teacher, and he is an absolute wonderful Christian teacher in uh, public California schools. So y'all pray for him. Pray for him. He uh, Students just love him. And uh, I'm so glad he decided to go back to teaching because um, he, well, I was little. I remember he taught. I could read. And pretty much right by the time I was in kindergarten because my brother taught me. He taught me how to do all that stuff. And I thought, man. And so now he's been doing this for a while. He even taught in Beijing a few years ago. And so um, super cool. But anyway, back to the great glory things. <laughs> Squirrel. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I met some great people. June. Um, she's there in Huntington Beach. And so if you're listening, June, uh, I got your email a while back. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to reply to you, girl. Um, everything is good. And I'm praying for um, you and your son and your mom and dad. And uh, it's good to hear from you. Uh, Laurel, Laurel, I don't know. Uh, me and her had a, you can thank the vaccine garbage for all that crap. And so, you know, that, that whole thing just kind of divided people, unfortunately. And I didn't behave in a very good Christian way. I didn't. And uh, I am sorry about that. I mean, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And thank God for his forgiveness. And so, anyway, if she ever listens, I don't know, Laurel, if you do or not. But if you do, I am sorry. And I would ask you to forgive me. <laughs> um, you know, we both said some, you know, you know how you are when you have a falling out with friends. And this is terrible. It was bad. And then um, you know, we have another another friend I met the other Linda. We still talk. And she's doing great. She's recently lost her mother. Um, anyway, 90, 96 years old, her mother was. So praise the Lord for a long life. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, when you, you know where they're at, you know, they're in glory with the Lord, but still, we still miss them. You know, I still miss my parents too, and but I know where they're at, but still, you know, you still miss them. So we always pray for comfort. And, uh, but anyway, you know, guys, uh, I'm going to jump off of here. I've got to get ready and go to work. And, um, <laughs> Next Thursday, folks, I'm counting down the days. Just, yeah, I was like, whoo, praise the Lord. Um, I will be, uh, that'll be my last day. And um, I was going to do the work from home thing. Um, and I had looked at the reviews and I was super excited about this company. And uh, I got to closer looking at these reviews on, you know, Glassdoor and Indeed and that kind of stuff, you know. And they were like, there were some really bad reviews. And I'm like, oh, man. And so I had turned them down twice. And it's all these good reviews. Like, oh, well, you know, okay. And then here, upon closer inspection, uh, I noticed all these reviews were posted like on the same day. And I'm like, oh, man, they are, um, they're doing this. So they have employees or people putting those reviews up um, to kind of falsify stuff. So I thought, oh, geez. <laughs> so I'm probably uh, not going to do that. But I do um, have another um, 
another uh, company, a security company that I'll be working for. It's just uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. Um, and it is, I know you guys are going to, I know you're going to flip out and I, I wasn't too keen on it either. It is, uh, it's Twin Peaks. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Um, but it's a restaurant sports bar, um, top thing. And it's akin to, you know, Hooters, if you've ever gone to Hooters and I, you know, I had done some security work for them before in the past and I just, I just couldn't get the music is the main thing. And then, uh, you know, I got to thinking, I said, it's a job, it's a job. And if I get a chance to tell people about the gospel even better but you know we do do a service there we do um watch for people you know so they don't get inebriated and you know that kind of thing and so but anyway you never know you never know where the lord's going to bring you mm. Mm. so i struggled with that a little bit too but you know I'll do it three days a week and then I have, I own a get along little doggy, so I'll be able to do that during the week. And then it'll give me a whole lot more time, you know, to work on, you know, videos and researching and podcasts and, you know, finishing the two books that I need to finish the series with. And so anyway, I've been praying about it and praying about it. I'm still praying about it. I haven't made the final decision yet to do that. And so I have not made that decision to go ahead and do that. So anywho. Man, I tell you, I'm just now looking up here on my on my screen here, and I'm using the webcam microphone. I just, I hate when that happens. I just hate it. I wish the software would automatically go uh, to my Donner, but it doesn't. And I do apologize for the audio on this one, but I, there's no way I can go back and record this bad boy again. Um, you know, I just, I pray before I get on and sometimes, you know, I'll redo them because I'm like, ah, the Holy Spirit, I just didn't, you know, this didn't feel, uh, appropriate or, you know, it wasn't a good, uh, message, but this one, I, I'm not sure if it is or not, but I don't have time to re-record it. So, um, anyway, guys, with that, I am going to get off of here and I did want to let you know that I did upload the last two, uh, Roman Catholicisms, part 11, part 12 from Pastor Billy Crone's study. You can go to getlifemedia.com, getlifemedia.com, and check that out as well. And you can actually watch the videos there. But if you're driving down the road, just fast forward a minute and 40, you know, and then you'll get into the meat of the message. Because like I said, it was a video, so the intro is, you know. Anyway, and so go show Pastor Billy some love. Anyway, um, he's about to start a new one on Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab, you guys, he's about to start that. I think it's the 24th. It's coming up Sunday. You're going to want to catch that. You're going to catch it on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you want to catch his lives at. Dude, go for it. I wish, uh, wish he could do a live stream from his website. That'd be uber cool. But anyway, uh, with that, guys, I'm going to get off here go to work. Uh, anyway, and uh, I hope you guys have a great day. May God bless each and every one of you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, my goodness. And get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.